Before today's episode starts, just a quick one from us. If you're currently listening on Apple and Spotify and you enjoy listening to Strike It Big, consider leaving a five-star review along with what you thought of the pod. As the more reviews we get, the more the podcast grows and the bigger and better the guests get. Thanks in advance. Bring on the pod. Today's guest lives an unbelievable lifestyle in Dubai, has multiple supercars, and is the biggest YouTuber in the Middle East. It is, of course, Mo Vlogs. My videos are all about money. So when people see me, like, just money. That's what they see. It's like a walking billboard of money. I like cars. I like spending. <laughs> we, can, we can tell. <laughs> what would you put the, the value of all of your brands and channels at? Definitely more than 20 million. So on social media, you live a, a dream life. Is that really the reality that people see? Uh, I don't think what you see on social media is ever real you know i don't want to say it like this because people hate you like i feel like a lot of youtube is, is just fake people social media is the main cause of depression have you ever had like a low point the constant question was like why is my dad not in the picture but i just think people don't know the real me um and that's the thing i just just don't want to be alone So guys, I've been keeping something from you. What? Oh yeah, right. what, no. what's that? So you know E-Man flew us over, business class flights, proper nice, wasn't it? How could I forget? It yeah. was brilliant. In fact, it was better than Virgin. I've flown Virgin Airways all my life, but whenever I've ever had the flatbed, which is only twice, I think, it's never long enough for me. I'm quite a tall Wait, guy, but it only, was on Emirates. You've only flown first class twice. Yeah, I always travel premium economy because the flat beds on Virgin, to be honest, are, for me, aren't worth it because I'm what, not comfortable. My, my verdict is is that like the build-up, like being at the airport, mm. getting through the airport, the charges for the extra baggage, I think Virgin was superior. Yeah, Virgin, one, Virgin, we paid $300 for the extra baggage mm. and with all of this kit that we've got. Mm. And, and I think on the way back, we got it for free as well. well they they just it gave free, it to yeah. us. Yeah. But with Emirates, we paid like £900, which yeah. is like $1,000. Uh, that's $1, not for the baggage, that's for the excess yeah. baggage. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to bear in mind, with business class, you get extra baggage allowance. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's easy for me to say, <laughs> isn't it? But, yeah, no, but once I'm, you got on the plane, Emirates, far superior. I mean, it was it was fine because E-Man paid for the flights and everything, which were, of course, really expensive. Big up to E-Man. We're, yeah. we're talking about E-Man Gadji here. Yeah, so I, I was like, yeah, so what are we doing? We need to know where we're going because we're, we're filming. He goes... Uh, does the 14th work for you? The Let me know ASAP. Dad. I've got some surprises planned. Oh, my life. Really? So what could we possibly be doing? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're sat in his office watching him build digital products. And I also wouldn't be surprised if we're on a yacht with a load of supermodels. Well, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know what to expect. Gonna, well, Which right, one guys. are you hoping for, Kai? <laughs> well, the latter. Yeah, <laughs> so you can flex those muscles. <laughs> yeah. Right, enough dreaming, guys. Today's guest lives an unbelievable lifestyle in Dubai. He's the biggest YouTuber in the Southeast. <laughs> I, think, I think we should keep some of this in and just make it so funny. It's, it's the Middle East, isn't it? Right? I think we could make this so funny. Southeast. <laughs> that's, where, that's, that's where we live. The Southeast of England. Right. Oh, dear. Right. Anyway, that's I'm enough. Crying. Anyway, anyway. Oh, oh. Anyway, enough dreaming. Today's guest lives an unbelievable lifestyle in Dubai, has multiple supercars, and is the biggest YouTuber in the Middle East. It is, of course, Mo Vlogs. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Hello, hello, hello. So good to finally meet you. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. How are you guys doing? Good, thank very you. Very well, very well. All right. So coming from such a rich background, how do you maintain the hunger to build your own career? Honestly, I, I didn't come from a rich background. Um, that's the crazy thing. I, I think people watch my videos and say, oh, like, you know, Middle East, 
daddy's money, rich boy. But my dad wasn't rich. Um, actually, honestly, the first person that broke the the rich barrier in my family was my sister. Mm. Um, funny enough, you know, it's like, girl, how how did she do it? Um, and she got into real estate actually. Oh, really? So my sister was eighteen. She moved here. She joined a real estate company. And back then in Dubai, the real estate market was like booming. Mm. Like it was like this week you buy a property, next week you flip it. It was like mm. every single week it was like five percent up, up, up. And this was right before the crash, if you guys remember it. So. My sister got into the real estate market. She made some good money with like commissions, obviously at the beginning she was selling properties and then she went on to open her own real estate company. And then that did good for about a year and a half. And then that's when the whole real estate crash happened. So we took the money, packed up, went to UK to continue studying. And that's kind of where the money came from, you know? I think that's a shame if, you know, not coming from wealth, the fact that people think that because there's probably about there's like 10 articles online that say that your dad's worth 250 mil. Man, I, I really wish so. Man. <laughs> so it's, it's just a shame, though, that it sort yeah. of tarnishes your work um, with people just assuming that because of what the articles say, you know? Well, because Kai gets that as well to a certain degree. They think yeah. he's come from wealth, so that's why he says some of the things he does, which is completely the opposite. Completely yeah. the opposite. And they say, I'm spoon-fed, and which is just so wrong. Like, if only they knew, you know? It, I mean, fake news is everywhere, right? You see fake news always. I mean, look at the whole Andrew Tate situation, just everywhere. Fake news, fake news, fake news. So, I mean... It doesn't really affect me. I'm like, all right. I mean, to be honest, I would want to be from a rich background. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. Great. I, I'm from a really wealthy family. I mean, some people said that my family owns a bank. I was like, man, <laughs> if my family owned the bank, I wouldn't be making daily YouTube videos, you know? Yeah. Your, your dad's the uh, Imar guy that owns yeah, all the buildings. Yeah, bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, look, I mean, fake news is everywhere. You just have to go with it. Um, I mean, just have fun with it. If you really get sucked into people saying fake news about you, then you're really controlled by the matrix. What what comments <laughs> hurt you more? The ones that are slightly real or the ones that are totally fake and, and you know are wrong? I, I think obviously if something were to affect me, it definitely would be the real ones. Um, but I've always been the guy that really, really, really didn't care. Um, as in like the only things that affect me in my day-to-day -day life is like close friends or family. Like the internet, there's like millions of people watching you. So if you're going to listen to every single thing that everyone says about you, you're just going to just get sucked up into a whirlwind. And that's what I've realized. Like when people realize you don't care, they stop picking on you because there's only so much they can do. And they realize, okay, this guy doesn't care anymore. Like I can tell him he's this, 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 and he just doesn't react. Like they give up. And that's what happens. I think they just give up. They move on. Like towards the beginning, I had so much comments, obviously about the dad situation, your dad, this, your dad, that, your dad. And then they realize like, I'm not reacting. And they're like, all right, you know what? Moving on. This is what I was talking about with Kai this morning is replying to some comments a bit snarky, you know, and trying to you know, punch back at them. I said, yeah. don't do that because people reading will think, oh, you've really got under their skin with that comment. Exactly. Like if, if they feel like they've got you, if, if they find a weak point, they're just going to keep hitting at it. You know? Yeah, it is true. I probably shouldn't have done it, especially because the comment wasn't even about me. So I shouldn't have replied on someone else's behalf. Yeah. Was, that my, like, was that my one where you called someone a weirdo? You said uh, you, you won the, the worst comment or the strangest yeah. comment award. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you were like, yeah, I've really roasted this guy. I was like, well, maybe to the actual guy, but everyone else yeah. reading it, they probably think, oh, yeah, that's not a good way to be. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, it makes sense for and sure. the trouble but, is you can win a battle, but you can't win the war with them. So there's no point going yeah, there. Kill them with kindness. Know, it's, just, it's so hard not to get drawn out, you know. Yeah. So Google tells me you're worth 20 million. So how accurate is that for yourself? Honestly... Like I spend a lot of my money, <laughs> so I don't think I'm like, I, I don't know, you know, this value thing is like, what are you worth? But no, I, I don't think so. Um, I think I spend most of my money. 
Um, I like to enjoy myself. So I've made a lot of money for sure, but I've also spent a lot of money. Like I like cars. I like spending. <laughs> we, can, we can tell. Yeah, we, we can tell that you like cars, you know? bro. What, so. what would you put the, the value of all of your brands and channels at if you had to put a number on it? If, if they gave you money and you had to walk away, what would you accept? Yeah, in that case, then I, I'd say like definitely more than 20 million. Um, I, I think there was a point, you know, when these companies would like buy your channel, they'd buy all the video rights. There, there was like a few million offered. Uh, but yeah, long term, I just I just see it so valuable. Um, I think nowadays, even you saw with Mr. Beast, like he got offered a billion dollars. And it's like, no, I kind of spent my whole life building this. But if I had to put a value on it right now, actually maybe 20 million <laughs> so I not, to, not far not off far away, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, if someone offered you a billion and you were mr b situation then you would have accepted it you know the thing is it just i think the offer is never going to be that straight because okay if they said i i think right now even though mr beast rejected a billion dollars i think the reason he rejected it is probably because they said okay a billion dollars based on you running the channel for like five years or something right but if they said a billion dollars cash right now i guarantee you take it because he could just literally start a new channel. His followers know him by his face. Or maybe there's a non-compete that doesn't let him do that. Exactly. So, you know, so it just depends on like the, the situation. Because a lot of people, it's like a, a nice hypothetical situation. Like, oh, if, some, if someone gave me $20 million right now, I'd give my channel, start another one. <laughs> just get the same amount of subscribers and just spend another $20 million on videos. Mm. So you've just moved into a £2 million apartment, I understand. How is that? honestly the crazy thing is so i got the apartment because i wanted to have like my own little separate bachelor pad or whatever i've never been there so now i'm just gonna airbnb it really why have um, you never been there because i'm a workaholic you know so every day i wake up plan my videos this is the next videos these are what we're gonna do here so it's like the bachelor pad is like for me after work but i just it's a waste of time driving there you know it's like 25 minutes from my house so right now I'm gonna Airbnb that, take another house next to my house, and then like just be right next door. We should have given you a call, shouldn't we, instead of hiring this one? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, actually all my friends from like which are abroad coming like, hey bro, can we? We want your spot. One week, two weeks, we're in Dubai. Can we have it? It's but beautiful. How's, how's your view? Is it? Does it, is it as good as that? No, honestly, I just saw the view. Damn, you guys have a nice view. <laughs> it <laughs> took a lot of research to get this view. Really? You yeah. guys are like, yeah, we were struggling to be fair, which I didn't expect. Like I thought, yeah, going to Dubai, it'd be mm. so easy mm. to find a place, but it was much easier in Vegas. But I think maybe we were being like more. Well, picky. we didn't have a view like this in Vegas. Yeah, that's what I think we're being more picky, which made it difficult. So talking about real estate, how many mansions have you lived in, and what was your favorite one, and why was it your favorite? I don't really think I have a favorite, just like, as in probably just the ones that I had the best memories in. Um, the crazy thing is like, my videos are all about money. So when people see me, like, it's just money. That's what they see. Just like a walking billboard of money. But um, the thing is, I don't care. Honestly, I don't really care. Like my friends, like I have a lot of rich people that want to see me on a daily basis, but I, I don't want to see them. You know, it's just like, I'd rather be with friends that I like, as in I can talk to them, I can chill. So when people see me, they're like, Hey, where's your billionaire friends? Where is this? I'm like, all right, you know, cool. Their money is their money. But it's just, for me, it's just about, you know, I think life is just about your friends, your family, who you enjoy time with. Um, yeah, my videos are all about money. When I need stuff, I'll call the rich people, you know, hey, I want to use your mansion. I want to use your cars. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm just such a family guy. Um, yeah, so everything's the same for me. Don't, don't you move like quite often to keep the content fresh? Yeah, so every, every single year I move like, I only live in the houses I rent. 
basically. Um, I've never lived in a house that I own. The only reason is because obviously I film a lot. So people recognize the house. Like right now, if you go on Google Maps and just write Movlog's house, you'll get every single house I've ever moved to. Because fans just keep tagging me on Google Maps, like Movlog's new house. Movlog's so new house. So have you had any fans like arrive at your house? We've randomly? had we've had people break into the house. Yeah. Really? Um, we even had a guy deported. That's crazy. crazy. So, so what, did they try and steal something or were they interested in meeting you? Yeah, exactly. we've had the weirdest situations ever. So like we had some guy that flew in from like US with a suitcase, just like I'm moving in. I'm like, yeah. Was <laughs> he trying to make a YouTube video or something? <laughs> no, the guy was literally like crazy. Like I said, he was like, I, I flew from US. I watch you guys. I, I know I'm going to move in. He didn't, he, he, he flew here without a hotel, without anything, with his suitcase. He ended up sleeping in my neighbor's truck. Like what, without your neighbor knowing? Just yeah, because obviously, because we have like a security guy and he was like, yo, relax. <laughs> You're not coming into this house. I remember just like, we we're being nice. We took our photos with him. Like, listen, like you got to go. Like, it's great meeting you, but you can't sleep in my house. How does that make you feel? And I can't believe you took a photo with him though. I'd have just been like, no, just well, you go. Gotta, like, you got to put some love there. You? I, mean, I, I, I would rewarding, disagree. I would disagree completely. Yeah. yeah because behavior. if someone turns up at my house, you are not getting a photo of me because I do not condone that behavior. So no way would I be nice to you. Not if you turn up at my house. I, <laughs> I think there's two What do you way, think? There's two ways yeah, to no, handle I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah but sure. that's, yeah, that's I wild. Mean, look, the, but it's an awkward the, situation. It's yeah. an awkward situation. Like the most part, we've always had like loads of fans come to the house. Um, just be nice. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's changed. I think people understand like, it's better not to go to someone's yeah. house. But back then, especially... It's like lots of people would. But then I think the guy just ended up like the thing is me, I, I would never want to get someone in trouble. But I think the guy ended up like it was starting to be like late at night. And then my security realized like the guy, like when we weren't watching because we have security cameras, mm -hmm. it's like he slept in the neighbor's truck. So I think he was hoping that like we fall asleep. He jumps over. I don't know. So anyways, we called the police. They they just deported him straight away. Does it scare you? Honestly, I get scared just because. I'm the only man in my house. So it's my mom and my sister. So in that sense, I do get scared. I wouldn't get scared for myself, um, but I always want to make sure they're okay. So yeah. in that sense, um, that's why like, I take it into my hand. We need full-time security. We need, we need to be okay, you know? Uh, but the good thing is Dubai police are very, very, very corresponding with us, you know? Like they're very patient they understand the situation you know in some countries you call the police and they're like deal with it yourself here the police are very much hands-on so they're very sensitive on the topic they want safety to be priority so that's something which i really love you know uh well there's, there's low crime isn't there so they're not sort of dealing with other crime you give them a call yeah. and they're there for you and and they're very like understanding like they'll try to understand everything happening but very fair you know so that's that's what i love it's like as in, you know, some places still, like, even if a local crime country you call, they're like, ah, oh, well, did they break in yet? And you say no, and they're like, well, nothing's happened, right? <laughs> Here, it's like, you explain it, and they're like, nope, we have to make sure nothing happens. So it's been good so far. Yeah, it shows what a nice guy you are to still be nice to them when they come to you, but then I guess it's nice knowing that the police will actually help you out. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, they probably just wouldn't even turn up, would they? No, they wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, you said your channel's all about, like, money and, and stuff. Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated that people get the wrong perception of you online? Sometimes I have, but um, I also feel like it's it's something that I did, <laughs> you know? So I think like so much of my content focused on cars and mansions and stuff. So it's like, if I'm the guy that sits there like, hey, look at my personality, <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're like, well, all you've showed us is cars. Um, so, I mean, look, it's frustrating sometimes, but I think um, you can always work on it, you know? That's why now I have multiple channels. Uh, 
I was like, you know what? If I want to have a, another version of me, it's it's hard to convince like 10 million people that know you for money to know you for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's why I realized like even if I post a content which isn't about supercars or mansions or luxury stuff, it's like they're not interested anymore. And you have to realize like those are the people that click subscribe. They click that button because they want to see money. Does that hurt your feelings though that they, they're obviously watching your videos but maybe not connecting with you as strongly as some other YouTubers that come for just the personality? I de- definitely I'd say yes. Um, I'd, I'd love for people to, I guess, connect with me more. Um, but I think that's also something you need to realize yourself like, okay, why are they not connecting? Like it, it's, it's a you problem, you know? Uh, but also, honestly, the thing is, I don't want to say it like this because people hate you. Like, I feel like a lot of YouTubers is, is just fake people. Because mm. um, let's say a lot of people, like, for example, they'll say, oh, you have so much money, but you don't give to charity. Well, if I show it, am I doing it for charity? Mm. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing. It becomes a situation of like... Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, yeah. and, and I'm a person that, I, I like I said, I'm a very family person. I love helping people. And now, even if you say like, hey, I do charity. Oh, he's saying that to now yeah. get, you know? Yeah. So I feel like do you be fake do you just do everything privately because and also there's youtubers i guess that say well i was doing it and like 10 other cameras were secretly recording me doing this nice act you know so i feel like i don't know i'm in like a i'm in like a battle of my heart and my brain like what do i do like do i start doing things to make people like me no definitely not be (laughs) yourself you know but also like being yourself because obviously i have beliefs i feel like if you're going to be a good person or a helping person do it in private if you're doing it for the camera do you think it is a you issue or the people that are attracted to supercars and that kind of lifestyle, they're just more superficial and that's what they want to see and they're not bothered about, you know, connecting with a YouTuber? No, no, in that sense, for sure. But I was just saying on like the, the other aspect of like, you know how people like rebrand themselves? Like, all right, well, nowadays it's better to be loved. Do I just start being that guy that just starts doing a bunch of like loving content, you know? Uh, but yeah, look, I, I love my audience. I think they get it. Um, I uh they love supercars i love supercars they like mansions i like mansions you know um and in that sense like whatever i do is just me i i guess like we're all humans we're all figuring out i think there's always going to be a new wave like let's say for example you're doing a podcast maybe two or three years ago it wasn't really the podcast session now everyone's got one now (laughs) everyone's got one but people will watch your podcast now and say you know what he was genuinely a podcaster before the hype you know so I think just wait your turn and anything you do, you know, there's going to be a period where people hate podcasters, you know? So are you going to suddenly say, Hey, I don't want to be a podcaster anymore. You know? So it's just in life, it's always ups and downs. Well, at the end of the day, you love having fun. So uh, what was it like uh, riding a hundred thousand dollar jet ski? Uh, the, the underwater one. Oh, yeah. that didn't was, it look like a shark? Or something? That, that thing looks wild. Cause I want to do that. Honestly, that was quite scary. Cause it's like, <laughs> it goes underwater. Yeah. And I'm worried, like, what if, like, the, the buttons mess up and it just keeps going underwater, you know? Does it not automatically pop back up? It's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I mean, what if, like... So that's it, the oh, end of my vlog, straight down. Yeah, because, like, if you... Like, it's, it's like, got, like, a glass windshield that closes, but if that opens... Yeah, it's like a fighter jet, isn't it? Yeah, if that opens and water goes in, like, I get... My biggest fear is the ocean. <laughs> Literally, my biggest fear is the ocean. I'm scared of whales. Oh really? Yeah. Why, why whales, not sharks? Because you know the blue whale. They say it can be like a kilometer long or something. Really? Or, so it's like yeah. just imagine being like a little boat, and you have like this huge thing under mm. you that can swallow you by accident. 
So you, as long as you've got your camera, you can do a podcast from inside the blue well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> Maybe a vlog. Yeah, a vlog. It'd be yeah. easier than You a can tell Mark's an entrepreneur. You can do the whole through. story, can you, all the way through and then coming up through the blowhole. Woohoo! Stuck in a... <laughs> I don't know how your mind works. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Pinocchio. I think they do it on there. Yeah, so what is the uh, like the process of going on this jet ski? How do you do it? How much does it cost? All of that stuff. Um, honestly, in my case, I just it was a friend's jet ski, so I just messaged him. I don't. I don't think you can actually rent that jet ski. Oh, so uh, it's just a guy that has it, and it's been going viral online. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can rent it. Um, I know you can rent the the car. You know the 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 car jet ski, um, the shark. The only reason I don't think they have it is because I think you need to kind of be a professional to drive it. Mm. So the friend of mine that has it, he's like a professional, like, you know, these guys that do like backflips with those hoverboard yeah. water jet skis and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's wild as well. He uh, reckons he could do that, Kai. No. You, you, I just said I'd like to have a go. You said, <laughs> you said you reckon you could go up to 50 foot, no problem, first go. But, but with, with your size, it probably would spurt you. <laughs> No, I said I'd like to have a car. I didn't say any no, of the stuff he just it, said. No, you can do it, but it, like the first time I did it, you fall a lot, and oh, it gets annoying because you Hard swallow. To get the yeah, you swallow so much water, but like it's like a hoverboard. You know the hoverboards yeah. you had. Like it takes a few tries, and then you. you do they it. do it in the sea or in a lake? No, no, no. I mean, they so could do so it if you swallow like salt water and yeah, that's, oh, it's horrible. It is up the nose. Yeah, it's oh. just like uh, it after, takes like, days to clear up after the tenth try. You just don't want to do it anymore. You're like, I'm done with like swallowing this water. So talking about another crazy thing that you've done, you filled your swimming pool with cash. Why yeah. Why'd you do that? Man. <laughs> Did it not work quite how you wanted it to? Or The crazy thing is the money, like, it stays intact. So I think the first time I did this was like a few years ago. So I had $1 bills for a video. It was $50,000 bills. Ooh, yeah. And I had it because I was buying a car in $1 bills. And I was like, you know what? Let me... Let me get as much content out of these $1 bills as I can. I was like, no one's ever put, no one's ever filled the swimming pool with money, like just pure cash, yeah. you know? So I was like, I want to do it. And it's like, you know, one of those things where, you know, people are going to hate you for doing it, <laughs> but it's just like, I genuinely, you know, that child inside you that says, oh, how cool would it be? Like, it feels like a dream, like swimming with money. So, I mean, I was like, you know what? This is a great video. Why not? And it, it actually felt cool. Like it felt like satisfying, you know, like you're, you're swimming and you just see $1 above you. How many views did that video get? <sighs> Two, three million. Okay. Uh, so not, what, not, uh, did it make more than 50K? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, but you didn't wreck the 50K. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get that. How long yeah, did it take to investment. dry all that money out? Uh, honestly, I think we put it in like buckets. So we had just like buckets of cash in the house, you know. Uh, so did you have water in the pool as well? Or is it all? Yeah, cash? it's full of water. Uh, full, oh, of, full of water, and swimming then, through yeah, it. Swimming right, through okay. the I thought you just put all the all the cash no. in there and just swim through money. I mean, that's yeah. another idea we could do, but you couldn't swim technically yeah, in yeah. that case. Um, but yeah, we had these buckets of cash. <laughs> We're just drying them. I even tried at one point. I was like, you know what? Let me just test this. I put like a handful of the money in the the dryer. <laughs> was it all right? I, I was like, this is you were literally laundering money. I was literally <laughs> doing money laundering. I was like, you know, like this is actually it. So I put it in there. Genuinely, it dried. Yeah. It all comes out like this big, like I, shrunk. I swear, no, it actually dried very nicely. And I actually recorded a video of that, but I was like, you know what? This is really me pushing the the boundary of like people just hating you. Like, what are you doing? 
But it worked. It, it was actually a way more efficient way of drying money. than I think the, the money is actually more of a cloth type material yeah. than an actual paper. And yeah. that's why it, it'll keep together even when it's wet. Yeah. So, so I also have... I also have fake money, you know, the prop money. Mm, yeah. And yeah. I put that in water and that just gets mm, ruined. Mm. You know, it just like crumbles up and And then people would be saying, like, you're just faking it. And they probably think all the other videos are fake if you use that fake money. Yeah. So the second time around, I did it recently actually again with mm. prop movie money. And I told people like half of it's real money, half it's fake. But in that case, it's just like in people's perspective, all fake, which is completely fine. I mean, it makes more sense. But, so yeah. we've um, multiple channels. How, what's the ad revenue you look like? Um, honestly, it used to be a lot better when I had one channel. <laughs> really? Well, why do you think that is? Because I think back then, especially my my, I was uploading daily, so it was like every single day I have a video. And when you have a momentum on a channel, it's like I think my channel views per month were like maybe sixty, seventy million, eighty million. So now my channel views, I think, are like ten. You know, so even if I have four channels and one's 10, one's 10, one's five, five, it still doesn't add up to that momentum of one channel. I think you can still build up one channel to like do a lot better than even 20. You know, you can see Mr. Beast, his main channel is like better than probably the, the next top 20 YouTubers in, in combined. Um, so yeah, I had a momentum going, but then I realized like I saw one, I want, I want to do something else, you know. Um, honestly, if it was just about the money, it made more sense to run one channel. Uh, but it just became boring to me. Um, so I feel like you shouldn't do something where you're just not excited about anymore. Yeah, and I suppose as it gets bigger, the content has to get bigger as well and it just gets it harder to produce. You yeah. have to have something like Mr. Beast team to actually keep it, up with it. Exactly. And that's one thing you guys have well, a team. I, I struggle with teams. <laughs> Why do you struggle? I think I'm very bad at communication. <laughs> it's like everything's in my head. So by the time I communicate, I probably was like, oh, how, how do I say it? How do I do it? And like, that's something that I'm trying to work on. So this year, like I've just been solely focused on like have a team, make sure like we understand each other. Mm. So do you not have a team at all? I do, but like I want it to be better. You know, that's yeah. it. I mean, I struggle with like if, if I can do maybe some filming and, and I've got someone else to help me. I, yeah. think, oh, I could just do it quickly myself yeah. rather than explaining what I want and then getting someone else to do it for me. And it's kind of like letting go of that and thinking, yeah, this guy is actually better than me and he can do a better job. Yeah, like, I mean, when I was doing daily vlogs, the first three years, I filmed myself, edited myself, mm. did my emails myself. Like, everything was just me, you know? Mm. But then, like, trying to let go of that because then you bring an editor and he edits and you're like, I'll do it different, you know? Mm. So it's like, you just take it, just edit yourself. And then, like, after about two months, it's like, all right, you know what? I just want to do it myself. Yeah, then you end up thinking, if I just use my time more efficiently doing maybe the filming, then you could make much more money. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard toss-up, yeah. isn't it? So on social media, you live a, a dream life. Yeah. Is that really the reality that people see? I, I don't think what you see on social media is ever real, you know? Uh, in my sense, like, I, I make crazy videos. I do enjoy them. I, I love the moments, but that's not a daily thing, you know? Um uh, but look, I, I honestly say I love my life. I personally love it. And not because of the things I do, just genuinely, I have a great family. I have great friends. That's about it. And I, I always tell people like social media is, social media is the main cause of depression because people watch videos like mine and say, oh my God, this guy is Ferraris, Lamborghinis, mansions. He has such a great life and my life sucks. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, and that's not like the real happiness, you know? I mean, when I was younger and I didn't have these things, I was just as happy. Mm. If I lose everything, I probably it might be sad for like a year, but I'll still be happy eventually, you know. So I don't think compare yourself to anyone. I think 
if you really want to be happy, find out what you love doing and just pursue that. Like that little, that chase is where the happiness. Like I was happier when I hit 100,000 subscribers than when I hit 10 million. Like that first 100,000, like you feel like, wow, I made it. You know, like I was waiting for the play button to come. When I hit 10 million, I didn't care where my play button was. It's like, whatever. Like, okay, send me it. You know, mm. but that 100,000, like I was I was looking through the door every day. Like, when's my 100,000 <laughs> plaque going to come, you know? And even I'm wrapping it. Oh, I did a whole video just- unwrapping it. I had a celebration. <gasps> <laughs> you know, like, woo, we hit it. So I think it's the journey of where you want to be. That's the funnest part. Sometimes we we just like look past it, you know, because we're in the moment. We can't. And I always think looking back is happier than the present, you know. You always say, oh, it was such a good time. Like, no, we're living in the moment. This yeah. is the happy time, you know. So, so what's what's motivating you right now? You say the subscribers don't motivate you. The money doesn't. So what's the main driver? Uh, Right now, I just want to do things I enjoy. I realize, you know, like this is... You know what? Like, because obviously being someone that's so work-driven, you're always just like work, 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 money, 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 money. Um, If you always work for money, you're never going to be happy. And I always tell people, like, if you don't have like some sort of purpose, it's like money is a never-ending number. There's like, what's the biggest number? It doesn't end, you know? So if your happiness is purely on making money, then you're going to live a miserable life. Super miserable. And I mean, I think I had that at one point where I was just like, oh, great money. Let's make more. Let's make more. Let's make more. And it's like, okay, where does this stop? Because once you made your first 100,000, the next 100,000 doesn't feel good. Now you're waiting for a million. You make a million, you want 10. And then 10 million doesn't feel good. You want a So where does the happiness finish with that? It doesn't, you know? So I think nowadays, my purpose is to make a lot of money, but use it in the right ways. Uh, I definitely do want to do a lot more giving back stuff. I feel like helping people is something that makes me happy. I think it makes everyone happy, you know? I think people just don't realize it until they do it. Mm. Um, I want to give back. I want to build some brands for myself, things that I like. Uh, I think I still haven't decided on that. So I, I think it's just like you're always trying to figure out like what's next, what do you want to do in life, you know? So man, right now, my main things are just make sure my channels do well, build some products and just, yeah, give back probably. How mm. about partying? Do you, do you go out a lot? Uh... No, you know, honestly, I don't enjoy partying, you know? I know it sounds crazy because most of the time when people see me, it's like, that's the image they'll get off me. Like, oh, this guy probably loves to party. I genuinely don't like it, you know? It's it's weird. Like, I party sometimes, um, but genuinely, I don't like it. It's not really too fun for me. Unless it's like people that I like, it really is like, I feel like it's a waste of time. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, people go clubbing and they go dancing. Like, I, feel, I feel the same way. Personally. I yeah. genuinely feel like it's a waste of time, you know? And like people feel like, oh, we just had the greatest night of our life. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, once in a while, why not? But like people that party on a daily basis, I just think it's such a waste of time. Yeah, I think people think once you're a millionaire, it's just a party lifestyle. And that's <laughs> what you're, you're trying to become a millionaire for, just a party party. Yeah. And they think you don't want to make money yeah, even people, when you're a millionaire. Why people, are you trying to make money? Why exactly. are you doing YouTube? Yeah. They're always commenting that, always saying, well, why do you do that if you're, you know, you've got plenty of money? Well, because I want to. Why does Elon Musk carry on with SpaceX and yeah. Tesla when he's got plenty of money? Because he wants to. That's what's driving his life. I mean, we're not here for a rehearsal of life. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, you we're know, here. Enjoy it. Have fun, of course. But if you party every day, that loses its meaning, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's only fun if you do it very occasionally because that, that's the fun part. I mean, think about it. I tell always people like, all right, fine. What do you? Because you know how some people say, I can't do what I enjoy. I mean, you can, you can do anything. Like, okay, fine. You're someone that loves to party and you think that's the ideal life. 
go work at a club. <laughs> there you go. Problem <laughs> he solved. He says that all the time. the same thing. Yeah. Problem solved. You <laughs> yeah. get to party every single day as a job, you and know? Get, yeah, get paid for it. Yeah. If you if you like singing, all right, go go be a singer. There's plenty of bars you can sing at every single night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just like everything is so possible, but it only is fun or valuable if it's, oh, you accomplish something and you do it once in a while, you know? It's like eat chocolate every single day. You're going to hate chocolate, mm. you know? Yeah, if you eat the best steak every single day, eventually it's not the best steak anymore. You're going to hate it. You're of course just gonna, you are. Kai would love it. Yeah, I, I think I love <laughs> He it. thinks he would, but yeah. I, I, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I do, a, do a series on YouTube, eating steak every single day for a month. That's your channel idea. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I'll do it for up. a year. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't do it. So would you say you're more of a, an introvert than an extrovert? A hundred percent. I like my space. I like being alone. I like thinking a lot. I, I love I love being alone. It's just weird. I, I love me, my family, my close friends, maybe. That's it. Would you say there's a difference between that and being shy? Yeah. Like, How would you define that difference? Uh, I think being shy... I mean, yeah, I think being shy is just like you're just so scared to be around people mm. or... Yeah, it's just like maybe a lacking of in confidence. Yeah, whereas you like have a, a lot of confidence, but you don't. You choose not to be around people. Yeah, it's like me. I just want my space. It's it's not that like I can't be around people. I think being shy is like you physically can't be around people because you're insecure or you just or you lack of confidence. It's like no, I I want to be alone. It's a choice. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that because I quite often say I'm fairly shy as a person, but really I'm. I'm, I probably just like my space, just as you've put it, really. I, I think I'm shy because I just don't like talking to new people. I, I think, like, in a sense, I am shy. But it's not that I'm shy of, like, oh, if I talk, I'm going to get made fun of or rejected. It's just, like, it's just like I know I hate that whole, like, talking to new people and just, like, I think I'm shy for them. Like, I, I know I'm going to probably, like, talk to them. They're going to be happy, and then I'm just going to stop talking to them, you know? So it's like I'm shy about, the like, the outcome, you know? Do you think there's a difference between, like, in-depth conversations versus small talk? Because I, I hate that, just going to clubs or parties and having those surface-level yeah. conversations. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I literally can't be bothered. I want to be doing something right Yeah, now. it's like, oh, what's your name? Well, you, you, what, what's your favorite drink? What's the... Oh, you're like, oh, kill me now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the small talk is not for me. I, I hate it when people are just, like, making conversation to make conversation. Mm. It's like the hairdressers, isn't it? Where are you going on your holidays? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> What's it got to do with you? <laughs> but it's like, in a sense, it's like, do I do I entertain it? Am I being rude if I don't? Uh, that, that's actually something funny that you talk about. It's like funny with Andrew Tate as well, because when I met him, he really doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> what, in his personal life? Or? Like, let's say when we're out, like, I don't know if you guys realize this, he's always on his phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, like, we didn't actually go out with him. We uh, obviously had him on the podcast. Okay, but. yeah, like, as in, like, when he'll go out and stuff, he's mm. always, like, on his phone and, like, to a sense. Playing chess sometimes. I've seen yeah, him playing chess. Yeah, like, sometimes. honestly, like, I swear, we've been out with him multiple occasions, like, so many people, like, tables and just literally just, he's just on his phone. And, like, I kind of like that. It's just, like, he can just say, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I just want to be in my own space. I want to be out with a bunch of people, but I'll only jump in the conversation when I want to jump in the conversation. The thing is, he gets away with it though because he's so evidently confident. Whereas yeah. if he didn't have that confidence to back it up, then people would probably just think, this guy's a weirdo, like just yeah. sat on his phone constantly, but he can prove himself in other ways so he can do that. Yeah, because I think the second he starts talking, you're just like, all right, well, Oh whoa. yeah, that, that guy's not the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, so, yeah I, I think that's like the ideal situation. Just enter when you want. Uh, 
the conversation. So how was that meeting him and interviewing him with your sister as well? Honestly, so the thing is, when he first came to Dubai, um, obviously, you know, he spoke a lot about women and girls. So my sister hated him initially, you know, like every girl hated Andrew Tate at one point. Because they see the the clips that are shown to them. Exactly. My my girlfriend had the wrong perception as well. And she was actually watching behind the scenes when we interviewed Andrew and her opinion changed as well. Oh, yeah. So initially, my sister hated him. So one of my friends was meeting him first. I was supposed to, uh, my friend Ahmed, actually, he he has a podcast too. Um, so he was doing a podcast with him. He said, come say, Hey, my sister doesn't like him. I don't want to like add fuel to fire. You know, that's when he first came to Dubai. So I just, I decided to pass. And then I think a few times some friends were going out with him. I just decided to join, you know, I wasn't recording any videos. I didn't make any content. I was trying to, in that meantime, convince my sister, like, Hey, look, cause she was really like against like, no, if you're, if you're filming with this guy, you're promoting him and you're promoting this toxicity or whatever and i was like look just give it a second look you know and as i said the main thing for me is family so it's like even if something's good for me if like if it's upsetting my family it's like you have to eventually pick you know it's like i don't want to be that guy that just doesn't have any values in life so i think until i convinced her it took some time and then eventually we had him on the podcast when your sister didn't like tate if you asked her why don't you like tate would she have been able to tell you or was she just on the bandwagon i know i think you know what it is i think she could say it because I think there was specifically a clip where he had said, basically, uh, if a girl is past 30 years old, she's unattractive and stuff like that. My sister being 30, uh, not married. You know, that was like directly targeting her, you know, it's like, so it's like, oh, you're going to be alone for the rest of your life and men don't want girls that are 30. So I think that was the specific clip. Um, I think it was actually just making a like statement that men would find younger women more attractive than older women. And lots of people twisted that. Yeah, and I, but I also think to a certain extent, people, let's say, that see and they are 30, they're like, but why? You know, it's like, okay, we know it's like probably more true, but obviously they'll be like, well, not in all cases. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. it's something that would would hit you. Yeah, it's so, a generalization for it's sure. It's a generalization type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I love Tate. I, I just love the way he says stuff, you know? Some of the stuff, like, it's crazy, but just the way he says it, it's just like raw. Uh, but yeah, I think it took some time. And I think what, what convinced her is, I think Tate did some like animal shelters and my sister loves helping animals. So I think she had like a soft spot for that. And I, I think me and my friend were like, but he does have an animal shelter. He's helped animals. <laughs> like give him a chance, you know? And she was like, she was like, prove it. And we tried to like Google some articles like here. She's like, all right, fine. <laughs> so after they actually met, how did her like, opinion change? I, I think she, she liked him after. Like, I think she had like, cause obviously when you meet someone in real life, I say it's so much different when you see them online. Uh, cause obviously- the podcast is something, but then just like how someone says hi, how they just the small talk before and after a podcast, yeah. it kind of like, okay, you know what? Nice guy says hi. He's he's not like these rude guys that walk in and says, all right, let's start. You know, it's like he does have some conversation with you and like, all right, hi, nice to meet you, etc. So yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, fr- really freely giving of his time as well, which I found amazing. He was early to the podcast and uh, he spoke so nicely to us. And we actually ran out of space on one of the SD cards. So we'll have to stop now. He said, okay, he said, uh, time for another coffee. If there's anything else you want. Oh, yeah. And we went for another hour after that. Yeah. And it was, it was fantastic. Real gentleman. No, he is. He's amazing. Um, I think once you meet him, you realize. Um, I think the situation right now is unfortunate. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, have you guys been in touch? We haven't spoken to him, but we'd like to. Uh, we know people that have. 
Do you guys um, get that question a lot? Like, what's happening with Andrew? <laughs> yeah, of course. A lot of it's just public anyways. You're going to mm. see it as soon as it gets announced. Like, except his legal team, which is very private information. Mm. No one else is going to know much. Well, Mark's actually what... being controlled by Andrew Tate in jail, <laughs> yeah, isn't he? Apparently. That's what one of the comments said. Because Dad um, swore in one of the recent videos on the main channel, he just said the F word. And he never does that. Oh. We thought we'd start being a bit more controversial on some of the videos and seeing seeing what people think. Yeah, now, he's being controlled after the Andrew Tate interview. Yeah, they they, they were like, "Man's has changed since he met Tate." <laughs> I, I just hope he doesn't lose faith in his in his quest or his mission because yeah. a lot of what the guy says is is good, and I think um, I think a lot of guys need to hear it. Yeah, um, I think a lot of guys are trying to push that agenda as well. So yeah. it just needs to be heard. Yeah, no, definitely. I think what he stands for is great. Um, and I, I hope him the best, you know, he's, he's he's done good things. I think even now in social media alone, like most of uh, the messages of like work hard and stuff were kind of pushed by him and now everyone's repeating that, you know? Mm. So, yeah. A big part of your content, as you've mentioned, is cars. How many do you own? Like what's the, the fleet look like? Right now, um, okay, there's two Bentleys, two Rolls Royces, one Ferrari, one Lamborghini. I'm trying to remember. Like I You've got so many, <laughs> you can't remember. This man's <laughs> living my dream. <laughs> uh, what am I missing? I got a, like a Mercedes van, like a nice truck, uh, a Mustang. I think like seven, eight. I think. Wow. Which, by the way, is it's not too crazy. Like actually, combined value, it's not that much. So, what is the combined value? I, I don't think it should be more than like. A million pounds i oh, don't really? know i think less to be honest how do you decide which one to drive honestly like i just drive what's the most comfortable like i think my daily is my bentley uh but realistically like people always tell me like why why do you need so many cars i don't <laughs> like i don't need so many cars it's like but most of the time it just helps for videos uh let's say a lot of my videos being about cars it's just like I don't think I'm the YouTuber with the biggest car collection. I mean, you have probably Shmi, which has, I don't know, like 40 or something. I don't know how many cars he has. I'm probably all more expensive. You know, so there's so many car YouTubers. I just think mine are just like very loud and crazy colors and cool. Uh, but yeah, it's just like the cars, it's work. But obviously when you see a young kid saying, hey, my cars are my business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what type of business are you running? You know, so it's like, because I don't rent them. I don't necessarily actually do any work with them. But yeah, it's just like, just that that visual work. Yeah, it's like a bit of marketing, isn't it? Exactly. So what was the first supercar you ever bought and how old were you? Um, the first supercar I bought was a Ferrari 458. I think nice. I was... That's the one you like, isn't it? I like all Ferraris pretty much. <laughs> I, I as long it. as they've got an engine behind. I don't like front engine Ferraris particularly, so... Which which ones are front engines? Oh, there's a few super... T you know, Grand Tourers that are front engines. You need an engine behind you in a Ferrari. Yeah. Just oh, like a Lambo. The, the slide on... Uh, yeah, the 458, <laughs> the way it drifts, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I was 21 years old. Uh, I bought my first Ferrari. It was a Ferrari 458. It cost just under £100,000. That was all the money I had at the time. Literally, all, all my money. So what made you go like all in on that then? Oh, it was just like, I love the car, you know? <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm 21. And at that point, you know, the momentum was going strong on YouTube. So I was I'm having like, it. I was like, you know what? I just worked so hard. Like, 
everything might go downhill at this point. So let me just buy the Ferrari because I don't know if I'm ever going to have this much money in my bank account. So was the mindset purely just YOLO? It wasn't that I could do more with this car to, to make more money? No, and, de and definitely. I did think that car would help me. But that was a way to justify that it. Was, that was my way of like, well... You thought about uh, that after he bought it. Yeah, I was like, well, it, it's going to keep going. But I mean, it was a great decision, I think, because I think I said this on other podcasts. It was like, I was making so much money and I was going to make so much more. So I thought that the momentum was just so fast. I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. So what was it like actually going in there and buying it? What, how did the people treat you? So this was actually from one of my friend's dealerships. It was called Deals on Wheels. Uh, basically, it was a funny story. I had one of my close friends, Ahmed, the one I was talking to. He has a podcast too. So I had my friend Ahmed. At the time, he was 13. And I got an email from a 13-year-old saying, hey, my uncle has a Bugatti. Do you want to drive it? I was like, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if yeah. you insist, yeah, I'll mean, drive it. Uncle, and this is like when I started YouTube, all right? But this, this email came on April 1st, April Fool's Day. All right. All right. So he says, my uncle has a Bugatti. Do you want to drive it? I ignore the email. I mean, it's fake. I mean, it's like literally the English in the email was horrible. Like, my uncle Bugatti, come drive. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. It's more of an order. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come drive. Come drive. <laughs> So then a few weeks by, he emails again. I ignore again because it's literally just a kid emailing me. It's like a 13-year-old kid, you know? And then after that, his dad emailed me with like a company email, company stamp. Like, hi, my son emailed you. Yes, we do in fact have a car dealership and we'd like to give you a Bugatti to drive for your vlog. And that's it. Just come drive it. Why not? And I'm like, wow, you know? And this is when I started YouTube. So it's like, like someone's giving me a Bugatti to drive. And I, I didn't have Bugatti money back then. And so I was like, and it was an expensive one. It was like a, a one of six Bugatti. It was like almost $4 million. Wow. I was like, oh my God, like this is YouTube. You know, like I can drive a $4 million car just because I'm making videos. So I think I went to the showroom that day and I was like so nervous. It's like, okay, I need to drive this car for the vlog. But like, I, I even asked the guy, I was like, is it insured? Like, is it okay? Like, I was literally, like, shitting myself. I was like, I'm driving a $4 million car, and I have 100000 in the account. <laughs> it's like, what, what happens if things go wrong? I can't cover this. I was yeah. like, there is no way if anything happens, I'm covering this. So, yeah, that was probably one of, like, one of my coolest moments. And then I think a few weeks later, so the same dealership, uh, my friend's Mohammed at Deals on Wheels, um, so I think I, I hung around there a lot because I was making car videos. So they'd always help me out. They'd give me cars. And then he was like, why don't you buy a supercar? And I was like, I mean, I don't really have, you know. See, it was a long game. He wanted to get you addicted oh, oh, to no, the car. I was car. just about to say that there is a real <laughs> lesson in that, though, that providing value to somebody yeah. first to, to get them as a client, you know. I mean, I don't know who provided value for who. I mean, they gave me it a book. both ways. I, mean, well, I suppose was, so. It was yeah, both but... ways. Yeah, 100% it was both ways. And I think he was like, he was just so nice. He was like, why don't you buy a supercar? And I was like, I don't know if I have supercar money. And at the time, he gave me, like he gave me a fantastic deal. He had like a a Ferrari four five eight Spider that just came in. the The mileage was crazy high though. It was like seventy five thousand. It was like someone for, for a Ferrari that's like crazy high. But, but if that's, you're using it for content. It doesn't really matter, does it? No, I did not care at all. Yeah. For me, it was like Ferrari. It looks mm. great. It's but it's the resale value when it's got a high mileage on a Ferrari. Yeah. You know. But to be honest, right now to this day, you cannot buy a 458 Spider for the same price I bought it like seven years ago. Like right now, like any YouTuber, 458 Spider, 70,000 kilometers. Could you get it for like 80,000 pounds? No way. A Spider? No way. Mm. So I mean, it was crazy. So I think he had just a great deal on the car and I was like, you know what? 
let's go for it. But actually, the crazy thing is, after the Ferrari, like I kind of got addicted to cars. And I remember at one point he had a Veyron, and I really want he had a Bugatti, and I really wanted it at the time. And it was actually a decent price. Like, at the time, the Bugatti Veyron was like a million dollars. Wasn't that the fastest car in the world at one stage? It was the fastest road legal car in the world right. at one stage. Yeah, because yeah. I remember it on Top Gear. Yeah. 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 So it was funny because like he was like my brother, you know, he's like my mentor. I was always there. So I was going to buy the Bugatti. And at that time, like I'm saying, it was like a million dollars. It was, And my YouTube was doing fantastic. But the reason I didn't buy it is because I remember we, were, we had like a sit down and he had like the biggest car showroom in Dubai. Like they were selling 250 million of cars a year. Wow. You know, so like big numbers. So I remember he was saying to me, and at the time, I think maybe I was 23, 24. He was like, okay, if you buy the Bugatti, what's next? <laughs> and I was like, you've, cl- you've, cl- soon, you've yeah. climbed that hill. He's like, what's next? Point? He's like, yeah. and I think for him, because he was a bit older, he's like, he's like, Mo, like, I don't get excited about cars anymore. I've had every single car. If you buy this Bugatti, that's, it. like you're never gonna like maybe like, a private jet exactly <laughs> so he said take it a step at a time like i know okay fine you can put together the money and buy it but like you're really just gonna like you know peak your your just like feelings that's it so actually he gave me the bugatti for a month <laughs> at my house you know just to like enjoy it drive it uh but i didn't end up buying it because he was like you know what just take it a step at a time but in hindsight, I wish I bought the Bugatti. <laughs> I, I think the solution is simple. Like cars are just going to have to start flying soon because yeah, people are yeah. just going to be too bored. In hindsight, no, I should have bought the Bugatti. It was just a, It would have been great for business. <laughs> As a dealer though, that, that's quite nice of him to give uh, you his honest opinion yeah. rather than just try and sell you the car. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, the relationship I had with him, it was like, it was never about making money. Like, and honestly, I, he never made money from me. Like literally every car, at the time, it was just like, we had such a close relationship. It was like, here's my cost price on it. Take the car. When it comes back, I'll sell it. You're probably never going to lose money on it. And I honestly didn't. I really never lost money on cars with him. So it was just, we had such a great relationship. It was more than just like friendship. Like we were together every single day. Vlog, no vlog. Cars, no cars. It was just like a friendship, you know? Yeah. I don't particularly like four by fours, um, but I saw you drive a, a G-Wagon. And when I saw it on your video, I thought... That's a four by four I could own. It was Tiffany blue into black. It was oh. $1.1 million, I believe. I think. Why I, didn't you buy it? But you Man. Hate, you hate the G Wagon. But that one no, looked the well, business. Well, I, I hate it the most. That's, yeah, that's a crazy G. That's the Mansuri G Wagon. That's the one. Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, right now, I'm, I'm being a bit cautious of my financial decisions nowadays. The problem is, I, I have quite a few cars. So it's like, at what point do I stop wanting more cars? Well, yeah, but you've got to have that car because it's, <laughs> it's, hard, it's, convincing it's, it's hard to be noticed down there with a, with a supercar now, isn't yeah. it? Well, with that car, you'd go along that cruise strip and you'd literally, with that exhaust, it's got blow everyone over on the yeah. pavement. They're going to notice you. No, that, yeah, that is a beautiful car. The Mansouri cars are crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I think you saw in the past few years, especially with the crypto scene boomed, so much money was in the market that just like, cars started becoming more expensive too, like, that's a million dollar G-Wagon that people are buying, you know? And I mean, especially the last few years, you've seen in Dubai, like Bugatti Devos. Like, you know, the most Bugatti Devos were sold in Dubai. It was like, I know about like four people that have a Devo. That's like a $10 million car. Wow. All crypto, you know? <laughs> I think one of them bought it in crypto. I was like, <laughs> damn. And then you went and turned a limo into a swimming pool. Come on, tell us about yeah. that. Where, where is that car now? It's actually like parked in front of my house. And I was actually 
talking about the other day. I, I don't know what to do with it. Is it got the pool still in it with yeah. all the water and everything? No, the water's the not water in was there. leaking out, wasn't it? Yeah, and so it wasn't going to move, was it? Not with that water in it. It actually drives. Oh, it drives. Really? It actually drives. And every single time, you need to jumpstart it. <laughs> is your house a house or is it just like a playground? It's like? just a content playground, honestly. <laughs> so I think that's why I said, you know what? I need another house because, like, literally every single day in the house, we're building stuff for the videos or sets. So yeah, the the, the limo the limo had a funny story. So was I, it a write off or something? Because you no, so smashed I, it the bits, <laughs> didn't you? I have my friend. He owns a company called Selany Car. They buy you know like when they buy cars like yeah thirty minutes. So I think some guy who had closed down his limo company sold his car to them, something like that. I was driving by one day and I saw a limo parked outside his dealership, and I was like. I had this idea, right? And you, you're you going to be shocked how cheap the limousine was. So I saw the limousine and I was like, yo, why, what, what, how cool would it be if I make a limo into a swimming pool? So I had this idea. And then when I saw this car outside his dealership, I was like, yeah, maybe that's the limo. But obviously I thought it's going to be expensive. So I called him and I was like, I saw you have a limo. Let me try, you know, how, how much is the limousine? A limited market, isn't it? Yeah, so. guess. 20 grand. Uh... What, what what brand of car oh, like are they like? Is it Hummer? It's a Hummer yeah. limousine. Thirty-five. I reckon thirty-five, forty. It was six thousand pounds. Thank you. I thought we went too but low. To be fair, we we sort of screwed ourselves by going high though, because the way you said it, it was obviously going to be low. So yeah, we should have just yeah, said it low. could have been like hundred k. But that cheap. <sighs> normally they are like hundred k, and I was like. What like what is wrong with this limousine? Like, the metal must be worth more. Mm. Um, I mean, it was just no brainer. I said, whatever I do with this limo, I'm buying this limo. So I bought it. My initial idea was to make it a swimming pool, but I think once I got it, I was like, well, it looks really nice. Do I really want to destroy it? And I was like, you know what? You bought it to make it a swimming pool. Just just make it a swimming pool. You know, stop mm. trying to have like. Then I was like, maybe I convert it into like a a limo gaming room. You know, like gaming PCs inside it. I was like, you know what? Just just go with your first idea. I thought you'd use it for a bit of content first and then, then turn it into a swimming pool. Are you yeah. actually going to drive it along the strip with the swimming pool in it? Do you think you could do that or not get away I'm, with that? I mean, the only thing is I'd probably go to jail. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to drive a car with a, a swimming pool. I don't think the, they've made any rules about that. No one's done that I, before. I, I've <laughs> seen a hot tub in, in the back of a pickup. I think there was someone on Shark Tank that made a, right. wasn't it, um, a pickup tank or something. You could put in the back, fill it with water and just, have a pump. So how much money did you make out of that video in the end? Honestly, I didn't even make the money back. Because <laughs> really? apart from the limo, we had to build the swimming pool. But you had fun. I had so much fun. <laughs> it was, it, it's just one of those, I genuinely like, it felt really cool. Like, because once we jumped in, the water was like hot. It kind of felt like a jacuzzi more than a pool. So now my plan is like, okay, where can I put this in the house and make like a decorative piece out of it? How do you decide like what videos you're just going to spend money on and you don't care about making a return? versus the ones that are to, to make money so before I, i'd always say this before but when i came to videos it was like okay make videos make money make videos make money i think nowadays it's just like what is something really just cool uh, that, that's kind of been my mentality of like all right stop with the i'm gonna make a video because if i do a car vlog every single day it's gonna get views and make me money more like as in because i told you I, I started getting bored like i genuinely like it's hard now if you put like a few Lamborghinis in front of me, I can't keep saying, wow, look at this Lamborghini. Mm. I've seen this every single day, you know? So it's like, okay, what do I find cool? Uh, so I always think like 
to do well, you need to do stuff that you yourself would be excited because how do you expect your audience to be excited if you're not, you know? So, because they might have the similar, you know, mentality. They grow with you. They've watched your videos. So for them, okay, they might not own the Lamborghinis, but they've seen you post about it enough, you know? So, so nowadays with the content, um, it's just like, I just think of a crazy idea. I'm like, all right, how cool would it be? Like, like I said, the, a limo to be a pool. Like right now, my next idea was like, imagine making like a Ferrari into a swimming pool. <laughs> but I mean, it wouldn't be a big pool. Like it'd just be tiny. Be a hot tub. It'd be a little hot tub. Um, that would hurt watching it though. Like destroying oh, a piece yeah. of art, wouldn't it? I reckon oh. people would actually be angry yeah. about yeah. that. But nowadays there's a lot of YouTubers that are destroying cars. Like <laughs> there, there, there was this Russian guy who dropped something on a Lamborghini Urus. Did you see that? No. Totally wrecked the Lamborghini Urus. I mean, I had a similar situation with Rolls Royce. Uh, so I had a Rolls Royce, and then I think it went in the garage for something, and it was it was. Was I, it for water damage? Because I saw you got caught out in a Rolls Royce in a flood <laughs> in Dubai, and that's hard to believe. I didn't think it ever rained here. My mom hates me so much for those videos. Like, so it was raining like pretty heavily, and like it was like flooding, right? And then I was like, Mom. I want to take your Rolls Royce into the water. Like, I'm not going to go crazy. It's just like, it looks really cool. But like, you know, when there's like a lot of water, like it could get into the engine, I guess. I don't know. So I took my mom's Rolls Royce into the flood. <laughs> she was like, she was like, if anything happens to my car, I swear I'm killing you. She's like, if let's say the, the engine goes, this video is not worth a Rolls Royce, you know? Um, yeah, because they make um, jet engines as well. Rolls yeah, there's yeah. two separate companies. Yeah. Rolls Royce jet engines are in England. So did you ruin the engine? No, thankfully. <laughs> th but I had friends that the engines went because cool. I think some of my friends, like when it, when it rains crazy here, like there's a lot of water in the roads. Some of them just take out their cars and they enjoy like splashing the water. <laughs> and I think one of my friends got so much water in his engine that it completely went. But yeah, I had a situation with the Rolls Royce. So we'd given it into a garage and they had, I guess, changed the tire. And I think this is crazy. I, I think they didn't bolt the tires on properly. So we were driving and we hear this like noise, like duck, 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 and we're like, what is this? And it was quite evident something was going to happen. So I was like, let's just try and drive home and just park it up, you know? So I just took a U-turn and then on our way, suddenly the tire just completely pops out, flies off the car. And then we're just like, bam, Rolls Royce is on the floor, Oops. tires going past the other road. Like it went, flew through two or three roads. And I have all of this on camera, right? Because so was it only one tire that went off? One tire just flew off. One tire with wheel. Yeah. yeah. So obviously I was vlogging that moment because we heard, I knew something was about to happen. I just hear, da, 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 and like the car is like starting to like be bumpy. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm a daily vlogger. If I die, I might as well catch it on video, you know? <laughs> great content. Great, yeah. great content. <laughs> you know, you could have stopped, don't you? Because we have someone else here that could have stopped in a similar situation. Uh, I, I think you did end up stopping, didn't you? <laughs> Eventually you had to stop. What? When you had a bearing loose in your wheel and Dad told you. It was actually you. the tire was the problem, wasn't it? Oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was literally the worst. But it wasn't a Rolls Royce. But you could stop. So the thing is, I was like, okay, if I stop right now, I have to get a recovery truck to come pick up the car. And I was really close to my house. So I was going very slow. Very slow. And I was like, okay, like nothing's going to physically happen to me. Because I didn't know what the problem is. I didn't know that the tire's about to fly off. So literally, it's like the last road to my house. And I just take that right turn and the tire just, boom, oh. pops off, crosses like two roads. Thankfully, there was no other cars on the roads. Because the tire literally like went, like it just went mm. like flying across. So obviously, I had all of that on video. And then Rolls-Royce reached out to me. I was like, hey, 
hey, this this looks bad, you know? Why why did you post that? And I was like, I mean, that's what happened. Mm. But then I explained like, so I think they they were upset that listen, people might look at Rolls Royce and say, hey, if I buy a Rolls Royce, my tire is gonna fly out. But it, I think it was it was generally the garage's fault. Um, so I think I explained it to them. I was like, well, I, I mean, I made the video. If I take it down, it might look worse. I remember the police came and they're looking like, what did you do to this Rolls Royce? <laughs> the police was confused. Actually, the police drove me home. <laughs> so they weren't annoyed at you or anything? Though, no, right? they, I think they found it amusing. Like, yo, what have you done? I think they understood, you know, this guy's not having a good day. Let's just help him. So they, <laughs> they, they picked us up, dropped us home. It was kind of cool because... We're in the back of a police car. I felt like I was going to prison, you know? It's like, you know, you have the metal cage yeah, yeah. and you're just like sitting there like, I mean, what's happening right now? Well, it's all another experience, isn't it? And life's all about having those experiences. Yeah, so. exactly. It was, yeah. That was definitely fun. <laughs> I like how respectful like the police are to you here and also like you are to the police and yeah. general people. We watched a video yeah, that last, was... last night and there was some guy, what was he? he got a, yeah, because it's so... snowing in the UK at the moment. He got a snowball and then threw it through the back of this police van. And it's like that would never happen here, not because of the snow, yeah. but just the disrespect. But yeah. like he, they would, do, yeah, it was a speed camera van, and yeah, it was a massive, massive snowball, and he's launched it through, and he's got pussy hole. Yeah, <laughs> at, the, I, at I, the police, I like, don't like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's but that's just typical horrible. UK. Like as soon as I saw it, I just thought, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. But yeah. so, so, what was it like moving from Dubai to the UK to study, and what were the differences that you saw? I mean, I think I moved pretty young, so I think we went when I was five years old. So I, I think I just quickly got used to it. Um, I think nowadays UK is changing. Um, I think even people that live in UK see it. Yeah, dad's shifting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard you're moving to Dubai. <laughs> who, who keeps saying that? I, I don't know where this is coming from. I told him in the but, lift. But of all the, um, I, I've been to a lot of countries in the world. I'm yeah. fair, I'd say I'm pretty well traveled. Um, I would have always said that I'd live in, Maybe San Francisco area, Sacramento in the States, somewhere like that. But I don't know I'd want to live in the States now, but you come here and how can you not love it? Yeah. You know, the people are nice, the streets are clean, the respect is amazing. Oh, yeah, amazing. when we went walking the other day, there was a guy that was just picking up oh, the horse yeah. poo behind. Behind they, the police were on the along. horse, yeah. and obviously the horses do a plop, and yeah. he was there just walking behind just to yeah, pick that up his the job. plop. Yeah. yeah, you never get that in the UK because they can't fund it. It's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Now, here it's just like all about being clean and yeah. nice. and safe. I mean, look, I always say this like... Dubai, the people are very nice, even if you're not like you might think they're being nice because you're a famous podcaster. They know they're just nice, and that's why I think really helped me. It's like, I mean, initially when I was doing YouTube videos, it's like I wasn't famous, but every single person was like, Yeah, come record my supercar, do whatever you want. So it's just like, I think it's just the culture mm. of like everyone's very like nice to each other. It's like there's a big family culture here as well, like everyone's mm. just always around their family, so you don't have that like kids being on the street and like getting into violence and yeah, stuff the only you know? other culture that i found sort of similar is in japan they're very very trusting when they first meet you you know you have to lose the trust and it's a similar here people are quite trusting i think yeah. whereas most other countries you go to i'd say particularly in the states maybe in also in the uk you've got to gain that trust before they'd yeah. even think about trusting you. you had a personal shopper in waitrose just for a few bits didn't oh, you Oh wow yeah amazing yeah we, we asked for a little bit of help because we couldn't find something <laughs> and the manager of the store just go oh we'll find you this we'll find you that way she didn't want to leave us did she no. <laughs> it's like yeah well i'm here to help you serve you however yeah. you want so nice 
Yeah, so no, nice. it definitely is a nice year. I, I love it. I, sometimes I, I don't want people to move here. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't, don't contaminate it, you know? So why do you think people are more pessimistic in the UK specifically? I think, I mean, it's definitely sometimes, I think a lot of factors come into it. I mean, I think maybe it's just, sometimes when I was there, a lot of people say maybe it's the weather, you know? Mm. And they say like, it's gloomy a lot of the times, it's raining, um, so... People, I guess, maybe are not as happy. But I don't think, maybe it's just like a, I don't think we can pinpoint it to one specific thing. Mm. I think it's just like a combination of things. Like here, I also say like a reason that it's a lot safer is here. It's like, I think government has a lot to do with it too. It's like here, if you do something bad, they will simply just deport you, you know? So I think in the UK and places where it's like, okay, you can get into like a knife crime, but like one month later, you're out. Yeah, you're not you'd really. A, you would appeal a deportation. Yeah, so you're not. It'll take you for years. You're not really. You're not really have any consequences. So it's like, it's like, what's the what's the bad thing if like I could just now rob a few people and get away with it? You How know? much do you think religion and morals play a part in Dubai? huge, yeah. huge? I I think religion is a huge part. Like right now, even if when I was coming here, I don't know if you know it's Friday prayers. Like. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like the mm, roads, yeah, they were all out there. All on the the yeah, we were yeah. wondering what it was. Yeah. yeah, so it's Friday prayer. So everyone like just collectively goes like prays together. Um, it's like a, it's a very big thing. Um, and you see like cars parked everywhere. There's not enough parking, but like especially specifically for Friday prayers, like no one gets fined, you know, uh, because they kind of like triple park because they're all trying to make it to prayer. Um, so religion plays a huge part. Um, that's why I think religion is really, really important. Um, I think nowadays you've seen a lot of people look into Islam specifically. Um, not to say that other religions are not there, but I think Islam is definitely one of them that people really, really go with religion. You know, they they still really... got that respect. Whereas Christianity, yeah. like you hear it in songs all the time, and it's just it, it it's not respected in the same way. You'd never hear Islam being. Yeah, I, I think look, uh, like I said, look, I'm a person. I believe in God. I believe in higher power. I believe in Allah. Um, but also to say, like, I'm not the guy that says this is right, this is wrong. I, I don't like forcing anyone onto anything. Um, but I always just feel like it's good to have faith in, you know, a higher power kind of thing. Because, like, if you if you don't have your morals or beliefs, and then it's, like, really just becomes, like, a chaos, right? You the, need... the morals are the thing. Yeah, the morals. For me, it's just, like, morals. Be a good person. That's do what we're, good. we're losing, I think, in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I, but you you always see this maybe in a few years down the line like you'll you'll see people regain that you know uh, hopefully you know let's hope so <laughs> <laughs> i hope so yeah so what was your first business that you started and how old were you so i mean apart from youtube was pretty much the first job type thing i did uh, so i think i'm lucky in that sense uh, were you like entrepreneurial at school then did you like were you selling sweets or anything no like that? no unfortunately no i mean there was lots of people i i think I was always though like very interested in work as in uh, I had a gaming channel when I was younger um, and I, I always knew that I was going to do something good you know it's like as in when I went to university because I, I dropped out of university so I, I think when I was studying I was like you know I want to do something for myself like I know I'm not going to be that guy that sits and works for someone not that it's bad it's just that wasn't like what I wanted to do at the time it's like I want to start at the time, I wanted to start a clothing brand. So I was like, if I if I can make some clothes and just promote them and sell them, maybe that's a that's a good business I could do. My thing was, if I start making YouTube videos, then I can promote it. But then when I started making the videos, they just started 
just going so viral that I was like, okay, you know what? Let's let's leave the clothing aside for now. This is nice. This is fun. It's making money. So I think that's kind of what happened. Apart from YouTube, the only other business I, I set up was we actually had like a coffee shop restaurant at one point. Um, that was me trying something different. You know, I was like, well, it might be cool. I, I might have friends come over and it's just like a chill out spot. But the problem is, I think that's purely what it became. <laughs> just my own chill out spot. And then the, the actual handling of the business and running it, it was just like, I didn't enjoy it. And then it became like chaos. Like you have like one day, like a pipe breaks and then the manager is calling you like, oh, we have this problem. It just became so much of a headache. And like, it doesn't matter how hands off you are in a business like that. You're yeah. always going to get calls with problems. Yeah. And I think it wasn't worth the time, you mm. know, it's like, all right, you can make some money, but it's like, is it really worth that amount of time I'm putting into one location? So I think that's why moving forward, you've seen other YouTubers do it. Mr. Beast, like cloud kitchens where they just like mm. spread all over. I think the better thing now, now, I mean, not nowadays, just probably the past five, 10 years, it's like online business is just the best way to go, I think. So do you think you ever have a physical product like a, a Prime or I, I really, that that's the goal. Right now, that's the goal. Like I definitely want product, but also I think the mistake a lot of people made is like, especially you saw in the merch days, it's like, mm. People are just like pricing things. Okay, I'm famous. I can charge this much for it. And it's low quality. A lot of the time when it's merch, when yeah. it's not a proper brand. Yeah, it's like people are just like, all right, well, I'm famous. I can sell this t-shirt for like $40. I don't care about the quality. They'll buy it. I'm famous, you know? <laughs> but um, Yeah, the ones that can stand on their own are the best brands. Yeah, mm. so now that like, I really want to have product, um, a product, but it's like best quality, most affordable price, you know? Like you have to compete with like big brands. And I think that's the shift that people realize. Like, mm. You need a product that's very good, but also competes with other products. Like leave you being famous and promoting it. That doesn't work anymore. You know, I think people don't care who you are anymore. It's like, they'll try the product if it's nice and it's the same price as every other product or better then they might buy it. Yeah. Imagine if like the whole influencer brands get so big, the big brands start like adopting influencers. Well, this, like we need someone like Coca-Cola is like, we need a, a Logan Paul yeah, to, maybe. to push this I, brand. I think like, that's happening already. Imagine it does like proper. We're, we're talking about like in the future, maybe all the brands that are B2C will be like creator driven brands. Like they have that marketing side in place before they actually make the product. At the moment, it's more product first than the marketing, the advertising. Yeah. No, I, I think that's what's going to eventually happen. I, I think like... Like right now, Prime is big, right? You also have like Happy Dad, you know, mm, the yeah. Milk Boys. I think these brands are definitely killing it. Uh, I, I think they're definitely going to get bought out by like the Gatorades or something. Mm. I, I think right now they're like trying to hope that <laughs> Prime messes up somewhere, you know? Uh, but I think later on, like these big companies might realize that these creators are very influential. They might just not have the best background of building a product. And so I think they'll just sign people up long term. I mean, that's the smartest thing to do right now. You have so many people that are like crazy influential and there's, there's so many of them, you know? It's like, if I was these big companies like Gatorade and stuff, like you have the factories. Mm, you, you don't want to lose that market, do you? Well, yeah, like, or not just that, like, okay, continue that. Just make one factory, the creator factory, you know? Like mm. keep all your Gatorades and your factory, just make one extra one and just like make those different brands for these different creators yeah. and just support them and you never know it could be billions in the future the only real danger i see is like cancel culture because if that creator <laughs> does something controversial then is the brand going to suffer from that which is something like coke doesn't have yeah i suppose we saw it with balenciaga recently yeah actually. they can boycott 
Yeah, but, but then it, they don't have a centralized target like they do with an influencer. And I think also it's like, how much do people really care? Like I think with Balenciaga, it's much more powerful because fashion is so, you know, ego driven and people mm. care about what people wear. Whereas like, if you want a Coke, you just want a Coke, you know, like it's not really a thing that people, oh, I'm going to boycott it. You just buy well, it. We, we've it's seen nice, it but... recently with that Harry Potter game, haven't we? Like, yeah. Yeah. People still play the game and they're not, they're calling for a boycott, yeah, but they're uh, really just doing what fair, they want to do. A couple Twitch streamers did actually give in, which I thought was so sad. Like they were, they were streaming the game they got sent the game early, like to, to get loads of viewers and, and hype it up and people are joining and just chatting shit and they're like, oh, my audience hates me and they actually shut down their stream, yeah. which is the, the, so To bad. anyone that doesn't know, this is because of JK Rowling and her comments about trans people. But obviously she's not even involved in the game. She's just licensed it yeah. to, to them. It's a great game. I, I've been playing it. I think it's one of the best games I've played in a long time. And people are just so weird, bro. Like that's just crazy. I love Harry Potter. Yeah, the game, the new game that's out <laughs> I, is very good. I haven't good. played the game, but just I watched the movies. Yeah. What do you so, think about, sorry, cancel culture as a whole? Uh... The thing is, honestly, if people cancel something for valid reasons, like it makes sense. The only thing I'm scared of is like, like if they make a, like if they curate a cancel culture, because sometimes like you could be a target of like a certain attack, you know? Um, so in that sense, I find it scary. Um, if someone's generally being canceled because they've just done something very bad. What would you say is your biggest life changing event? No, I've definitely had, I, I think, okay, in terms of like, I think one of the, let's say lower points in my life was obviously uh, my mom and dad are separated, you know? So I think when I was starting YouTube, it was obviously there was the constant question was like, why is my dad not in the picture? And I think the easiest thing for everyone to say is like, he's super rich. He doesn't want to be on camera and that's how they're rich, you know? Um, so I think I, I never wanted to talk about it. Cause like, I don't want to be the guy on YouTube, by the way, my dad's not in the picture cause we have family problems, you know? So I think, the lowest point was though at one point i think we had some issues with my dad too and it, it became a little bit public you know because he made some comments and i was getting a lot of hate for that you know oh my god like you and your dad like your dad and you are not good because you are bad to him and it, so that was that was quite a low point because it's like i never wanted like things to go public about my family so i i never made any comments about it like literally none um, at the time so i think i was getting a lot of hate because people felt like, yeah, you are the bad person. More of so like, no, I just don't want to comment about it because everything I say was just going to stay online, you know? So I, I think that was a, that was a pretty tough time because it just felt sad to have family issues publicly. Um, How'd you deal with that? I mean, there, there were times that I genuinely wanted to address it, you know? Uh, but I think my mom always said, you know what, leave it. It's going to pass. Just don't, don't say anything. You're going to feel bad about it later, you know? Because... Like you said, you, you do have that bunch of hate. And obviously, I was that that rich kid, you know. And now I have public family problems. So it's very easy to attack you. Oh, my God. You know, like you're a horrible person and this and that. And you took money from your dad. And you're like, no, it's not the case. But I don't want to talk about it. You know, I don't want to have problems online. Um, so I think that was probably the hardest period because I used to get like a lot of hate. Um, and starting out, you know, it's like, I was excited, you know, I was making videos because I'm happy, I'm making nice content. And now you have like a a lot of your fans like, oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. And you're like, I want to talk about it, but is it right if I talk about it, you know? So I think that was a point that really changed my life. Um, just like pushing through these moments, it kind of like builds your character, I guess. Um, and did you have to get help to get through that or did you fight through it yourself? I think, no, I think definitely because I'm very close to my mom. 
I think she was like always my backbone. Like, don't worry, Mo, you're going to get over this. Like, just don't make any comments. It's like, and at that time, like, I was very much so like comments meant something to me, I think, because it was early on, like maybe similar to you where you read a comment and you want to react to it. So I think at that time, because also I used to sit in the comments, like seeing what people like and what people don't like. So what do they want to see? So I used to, my comments was like a reference if I'm doing something good or doing something bad. So when suddenly you see everyone's talking bad about you, you're like, wait, 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 you know what's happening, you know? Um, but I think everything is good, you know? Uh, everything's just a test in life. I, I think definitely that was actually probably like now in hindsight, looking at it, it was probably the best for my growth. As in, I think that actually was like a, a big reason of why people were started to watch me because obviously social media drama works well, but when it's drama like that, like you don't want it, you know, in that, in that second, like it's not like fake drama where people build. It's like, okay, this is a real personal thing to me. Mm. Like I don't want this to be there, but I think it really built like some character in me somehow i don't know how but i mean it was just it put that hardship in me like look things can go wrong you just need to just just stick in there and just don't don't give up and don't don't be a bad person because i mean there are situations where maybe you can throw someone under a bus to mm. to make yourself look better but i think in hindsight i'm happy like in those situations especially when it comes to family i do not want to start the who's better who's not who's done right it's like no like there should be some like boundaries 100 percent. do you have any like fears for the future yeah honestly there's there's one fear i have and that's just the thing it's like i genuinely want to have like people i trust around me um or like people i love and that's something that's really been hard for me just like i mean i want to have a family you know that's my i think that's a beautiful thing life having a family um and that's the thing. I just just don't want to be alone. But when you're working so hard, is it hard to find a relationship with someone that understands that? Yeah. Do you have to go to the extent of faking a wedding or something like that? <laughs> I just did that recently. Um, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't really a fake wedding. It was it was an announced fake wedding, you know? Because <laughs> uh, also you have some YouTubers that like say I'm getting married, but it's a fake wedding. But mine's like I'm getting a fake marriage <laughs> like i kind of announced it is a fake marriage and actually by the way I, when's this podcast coming out a few uh, weeks yeah, yeah we're, we're actually going on a a fake honeymoon now oh, okay literally well, that's, in, the that's few, cool. in the next few days it's a good way to write off a vacation uh, yeah been over to the maldives Exa exactly exactly oh, yeah. i don't think he's worried about write-offs <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> the nothing tax. to write off yeah, yeah. oh yeah i suppose i need to come here yeah so i think after the the fake wedding i was like should we do a honeymoon? And she was like, yeah. I was like, really? Like, I'm down. Are you down? <laughs> so I think it's a fake wedding, real honeymoon. I don't know. Like, what, what's happening right now? <laughs> Actually, isn't it 9% now tax in the in Dubai? Not for corporations? I don't, I don't, yeah, not oh, yeah, until. Now, yeah. uh, okay. Is it come out yet? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that kind of puts a down. That, that's one of his yeah. worries for the I future. Don't yeah. think, <laughs> I think maybe if you're not resident, but, you know, local, I yeah. don't think you pay it. But I think if you're non-resident... You pay it as a business. I haven't tax. looked into it yet. Mm. And now that's one thing about me. Like, as in, I remember even I had a huge tax fine ages ago uh, because when the tax system came out and it was new, I think I had a misunderstanding that I wasn't supposed to pay somewhere. Um, yeah, I got a fine. I paid it. It was fine. What's something you've never shared before with anyone? I don't think there's anything I've never shared. I just think people don't know the real me. You know, um, you see an on-camera version of me and like an off-camera version. I, I think this is the realest I get when I do podcasts specifically, you know, because I think when people see me, they're like, why are you not like 
yelling and just being so excited. I'm like, <laughs> hey guys. Yeah, it's like, I do that for videos. I mean, it's like, if I'm somewhere, it's like, that's an introduction. That's a, um, so I, I like people to get to know the real me more. Um, and that's why I've started doing like a few podcasts here and there. Mm. I get to at least speak in a normal voice, in a normal way of tone. Is it hard to be the real you? Uh, I mean, no. if you go to, <laughs> if you go out to a restaurant and you get recognized, do you feel that you've got to? You have to like, hard? yeah, just like at one point, you know, the thing is also people change, you know? So I don't think there's like ever been a fake me. It's just like, even now, if you watch my content, it's not the same way I used to make it five years ago. Like back then I was genuinely buzzing. I was younger, you know, like I was buzzing about everything. So so back then when I met people, I was genuinely excited. Like people woke up to me. I was happy. Like, yo, people know me. This is crazy. So I think nowadays, even with my content, people have seen a shift. Uh, but yeah, when I meet younger fans, I definitely do try and be a bit happier for them. It's like, I don't want them to see like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm like, hey, what's up? You know? But if I meet someone older, then I, they, they get it, I think. But there has been sometimes that people meet me like, you're not the same as, you're not the same as on camera. I'm like, hey guys what's up can, can you can you imagine like a, a, a video where it's like i don't know like youtubers do podcasting like a, a podcast where everybody just is their youtube oh, self then you get all the comments this is so fake it would just be funny though like yeah, a, a skit yeah. video imagine doing it for like 10 minutes you know but the trouble is you can't be constantly 100 happy and wow you can do it on a 10 minute video and like yeah. think about it guys the 10 minute video is a part of like three hours recording yeah so the other two hours 30 minutes i cut was the real me <laughs> or like the, the calm down version of me so it's like there's only yeah it's just like i mean youtube in a sense like there's part of it which is like acting when you see will smith on a movie you know he's partially act i mean he is acting not partially i think yeah. he is it acting. broke my heart when i found out harvey specter wasn't harvey specter <laughs> yeah no i honestly think the best <laughs> actors play uh play up to the camera but they are basically themselves you know like you do on youtube yeah. you know it's you know who they are but you also know they're playing you up. you know to how it. like the the parts yeah. of the acting so yeah i think nowadays it's a lot better than before before i think it's like this whole social media thing was new nowadays your grocery store worker is a TikToker. Your your barber is a TikToker. Your maid is a TikToker. Like everyone's like everyone's on social media, so people are understanding social media a lot more in general. You know. I think it's time for your famous question. When is enough? Enough. Never. <laughs> uh, enough is enough when you feel it's enough. I think that's the best answer. We've never had that one, have we? Yeah. So it was. It was. It was concise. Yeah. Short to the point. And nothing more than we'd expect from you, brilliant. a fantastic guest. Thank, thank you very thank much you for so coming much on the podcast. Me. It was brilliant. I appreciate it. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure to smash that thumbs up button for the YouTube algorithm and we will see you next Wednesday with a brand new podcast. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from all these guys. See you, you later. later. Bye. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you what a great <laughs> chat.